Talks, a Will of Time Theory podcast. I am Rob, your host, and today we are diving back into the Will of Time TV show. Yes, this is the follow-up episode, discovering all the hidden hot takes of Katie and Kayla's experience watching episode 8 of the Wheel of Time. If you haven't gone back and listened to episode 7, that was released earlier this week, uh, so go check that out. This is a continuation of that recording because it was three hours long, uh, so I split it in two to help us out. And uh, yeah, episode eight, <laughs> episode eight, we get deep. We have uh, a lot of fun discussing this one. So I hope you enjoy it. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, and just have fun because I had a lot of fun doing it. So here we go. So episode eight. Oh boy. Oh boy. Katie, and, it... I, Katie and I have some thoughts. Okay. So episode eight, the cold open is the uh, Age of Legends. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I we, we don't like the pin, the dragon. No, pin. the dragon yeah. pin. When I talked about mm-hmm. the dragon pin, what? It, the, yeah, I see from your face you don't like the the dragon pin either, Katie. The dragon pin is better than the rings, <laughs> which I actively hate. How did I describe your the dragon pin? <laughs> no, fuck off. That's how you described it. <laughs> Kayla is an amazing baker. Genuinely, I have seen her work. I have tasted her cooking. It's brilliant. I don't bake. So I have a poor, and that's a nice, generous way to describe it, a poor selection of baking paraphernalia. You have no baking paraphernalia. <laughs> no, I have a rolling pin. That's required. It, that looks baking. like a glass dildo. <laughs> hey, it was <laughs> just once at the local supermarket. Uh, it was in the homeware department. So, you know, I presumed it was a rolling pin. <laughs> Pretty sure it's a butt plug, actually. <laughs> What? It's just a very large one. That's that's so in a that is so dangerous as a butt plug, I bet. So anyway. Um Says so you. You were making Christmas cookies and you were I thought they were brilliant, but you were not happy. Because I had to hand cut the shapes mm-hmm. for they were sugar cookies. Yes. So usually you cut them with cookie cutters and bake them and then we decorated them with my family and I had to cut them by hand yeah. with a paring knife yeah so uh, there's not a lot of maneuverability so exactly. some of them were you know artistic yeah they were picasso yeah. they were picassos they were yes picassos. i believe i described um the dragon pin it was like if you tried to make it out of cookies i think is how i described it, it was, was a again. dick thing to say <laughs> she hit me in the soft underbelly <laughs> but yeah so we don't like the dragon we did like the cookies though the cookies are amazing mm. yeah so um, but yeah, we don't like the dragon pin, no. but the scene in general, I thought was really amazing that they're speaking in the old tongue and we get a little like visualization of, you know, how the world was 3000 years ago and, you know, what led to, you know, lose running off to, to fight the dark one and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie, did, did you like this intro? Did you think this was weird? Did you like what the fuck's going on? Um, do you like the, the flying space cars? Where you're like, right, why is it not cars. playing in English? Why do I have weird subtitles on? You know, well, and it was like a weird like. I was like, is this Italian? What <laughs> what language are they speaking? It's, it's the old tongue. It's the make believe language Robert Jordan made up, but didn't actually make up a no, whole language. He doesn't. No, he didn't make a whole language up. And even on his the words he did make up, he's like, I'm not going to follow any set rules on how I spell things or make them sound. So then That's Amazon been... turned around and hired somebody to make an actual language out of it, which is what they've now done. Yeah. Oh well, they did a lovely job. Sounds like Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are far worse languages for it to sound like. Yeah, That's true. You know? 
Italian is a beautiful language. Yeah. I'll have I to didn't... ask Maria if she thinks it sounds Italian. I didn't mind it. I I dislike it more now that I've read the f- book, the first right. book. Oh, well, that's right. Because I... in the first book, you have like the five thousand page long intro. They're right. Pre- not yes. prequel prologue. prologue. Prologue, the p word in the book. Yeah, so they're drastically different. Yes, like very dramatically different thing. There's hopes that we'll get. I mean, it's just hopes. But we might get that. Rafe has indicated that we will get that prologue at some point. So, this so is just there is some text? hope that it comes at the beginning of season two, perhaps. Okay. Or even at some point in season two. So the dragon mount scene. The dragon mount scene. Okay. Yes. And so this was just his flavor text, being like, "Look, there was fine cars back in the yeah. good old days. Now look at us now. <laughs> we ride horses. Yep. It's been three thousand years, and this is the best we could do." Well, there was the breaking of the world, in, you know, with that as well, Katie. You know, I, I, you'd think they would have at least gotten like, I don't know, around to like steam power or something by then. <laughs> I don't know. Three thousand years is, true. is a bit of time to yeah. have been able to at least sort of. Re- you went from like flying cars, and you have magic, and if you have flying cars and magic, I think you could at least get back to like electricity or steam power, even. Maybe not even electricity, but maybe like steam-powered, coal, a train, like a railroad system by then. Maybe they just really like their horses. I fully think they do. We'll cover that. I think they have bad dreams. All of them are just weak in the mind. (laughs) They can't dream big dreams. This is part of the larger discussion that we'll have when we get to the scene. No big dreams. We'll get there. They're just all content to. Be, they're like, we have some cows, and I got sheep, and he, he stopped the wolf from coming, so we good, right? Like, I'm, I got some sheep. There's some other dude that has a farm. Like, we're like, we're fishermen, and they're all like content with that, and that's good for them. <laughs> but we don't want to be effective fishermen. We're just going to use a net and cast it out there. We're not going to develop gonna catch anything them with our more bare high-tech. hands. Yes, yes. Stand in yeah. the river and just like. <laughs> go noodling for catfish <laughs> noodling for catfish exactly that's what it's called I know it's called oh. that yeah, yeah no, I know it's called that yeah I'm just gonna stand in this river and stick my arm under this log and hopefully I stick my hand in a catfish yeah, yep. and you're like my daddy was a fisherman he caught two fish every three weeks he caught them with his bare hands he'd stand out in the river eight hours a day he'd go out when the sun rose We'd have to we'd have to bring him sandwiches <laughs> that had nothing in them because we have no food. By sandwich, I mean. Good... Well, how do we get here from just talking about flying cars? You know, because the, what if they? What do they have to show from them for themselves after all this time? Like we know that they lost so much, but like, how long does it take to get it back? Well, it doesn't magic. seem like they're trying to. Like, if you think about the book series as a whole outside of power yeah like removing power from it are they talking about developing any sort of high tech or not even high tech are they trying to advance themselves beyond not, not really no a weapon they they, they discuss a weapon there, there's a weapon yes but and beyond then, that there's no there, there are um schools developed with the purpose of um 
preserving knowledge and obviously creating new things. Um, that, that's as vague as we can leave those two things um, while still giving you information on them. Um, without, you know, without going but my point being, but yeah, yeah, yeah that, it a, just is not a focus. It is valid. Yeah, it's not a focus. They're not dreamers. And if they are d- dreaming, they are dreaming of sheep. Small. Well, and they don't even need to dream that hard because I don't know what happened in the last breaking, but I assume not everyone died. I assume it wasn't like a mass extinction like the dinosaurs. Were there no, just... it was not. So like some of them survived. So some of them remember what a flying car is. Some of them remember how electricity works. Like granted, if you killed off everybody other than me and were like, okay, figure out electricity hard pass is not gonna happen sorry i'd be like walking around sliding my feet on my carpet with my socks <laughs> and, like, <laughs> but like electricity some of them had some concept of some of those things so yeah. you think they would eventually have been able to like tell other people enough to be able to replicate it in three thousand years time yeah or get you or know maybe they just became myths maybe became legends maybe like we used to have things that or were like horses but they're not horses. They're like horses that j- just drove themselves. A whole cart that would just drive itself. Self-driving carts. In the air. It was yeah. like magic. <laughs> but not actual magic because we have that. Yeah. We can't figure out how to use our real magic to make the flying carts. Yeah. We try. This is good points. I never reconsidered that. Yeah. I... So... One of the things that I struggled with in that scene is that I felt like they were talking around things. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't come out and say, like, this is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it. And she didn't say, no, these are the repercussions. We're not going to support that. It, it just felt like they danced around a lot of things. Okay. And that was... It felt a little confusing. It felt like an after meeting to me. Yeah. It felt like, you know, like you go, um, uh, to put it in context, it felt like they'd had the meeting at Congress or wherever you would discuss something. With the larger group. With the larger group. Mm -hmm. And then this was like the two leaders having a little, like Mm -hmm. a having a, yeah, like a powwow afterwards, just kind of like, so the big points have been discussed. Yeah. And that's why they're talking around it because. Yeah. 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 That but that's valid what you're saying that it did yeah they are talking around it yeah so i just i don't know i automatically assumed it was a post-meeting situation between yeah. the leaders yeah so i could see that now that you say that now that you frame it that way for me it makes sense but the tv show didn't right make and, that obvious right and it yeah. didn't feel like it accomplished anything for me no no that's true yeah like you could have removed that and it would it would have made no difference to me at all it does add a lot of mystery of the history, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is this language? Who are these people? Why don't yeah. we have flying cars anymore? Yeah, exactly. Where, where, what is this world? And also that where you go to that window and you see that city, that is um, from the first episode. The ruins you see in the first episode, mm-hmm. um, that is those ruins. Like that's the city you see. So it's a fun little tie back to the first episode. But like you've just said, it doesn't, they're talking around things, there's nothing achieved by the end of it. Um, Maybe it asks, maybe it leaves or creates too many questions for a a cold open. Was it before or after what's currently taking place? 
Yeah, yeah I don't doesn't, know. Even, doesn't even say that. Does it? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah. did you know that, Katie? Did you know it was in the past? Um, I I did because of dad. But as okay. if I would have come into it knowing nothing about it, I wouldn't have had any idea what happened or how because then it ends, right? Like it's like almost like a complete standalone chunk. Like I have yeah. no concept if it's in the future, the past, if I'm on the wrong show again. Just like the last time, like, what am I watching? Like, what's happening in this show? What language is this? I've got to be honest. And even though I know that it was it was the old tongue as soon as I realized, oh, this is the scene with blues and such. Um, initially, when it started, I was like, wait, like, Amazon, have you started playing this in a different language? Mm. Like, why is they not? Why are they oh, not speaking yeah. English? Yeah. And we got an it. You got an advanced copy of it. Yes, I and did. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it would be easy to be like, oh, they sent me the... Bengalese oh, no. copy. Yeah, they've sent me the Italian copy. Yeah, exactly. So, I think as uh, as someone who didn't read the book, like I think if you didn't read the book and you're coming into it, it's just the show, you would guess it's the future because of the flying cars and stuff. Right. You wouldn't mm. assume that was the past. You'd be like, no. I don't know why Very we jumped to the future. Rarely do you feel like the past. Yeah, the past would have more technological advances. Yeah, that's it true. You know. I mean, and cold opens are there to create questions and, and mystery. So, you know, just because like the previous scene you've seen played later shows that, okay, that was Tam finding Rand being, you mm. know, you know, that doesn't mean that this cold open is also the past. Right. You know, because it's a very, it's clearly a very different time frame. So, right. yeah. I would guess future. If I just was going into it blind, I'd be like, oh, this is the future. And then I would be very confused that they jumped back. And Yeah. yeah like, why are you showing me the future? Right, yeah. like, what did that have to do with anything? I'd be like, what was that? Are we going to come back to that at some point? Or no? Mm. No, we're never going to talk about that again? Interesting, yeah. I hadn't considered these these points you're raising, so... It gives me, uh... Like, I'm probably going to, next time I watch it, going to be like, hmm, <laughs> like, let's imagine... Yeah, let's be honest, I'm going to watch it more. Um, but like, let's imagine that I don't know anything about the books. How would this scene actually come across about the context of the books? So, because it has no, no link to really the rest of the show. No. Um, and it looks so and apart from the names that I mentioned, like when she's called Luz, you know, and then, you know, oh, that's a previous dragon. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be your only tell is if mm. you clocked what his name was yeah. and then clocked when they used his name again. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like is, you know is a casual viewer going to be paying that much attention? Like, no. you know, the previous dragon lose her and is mentioned earlier on in the season, but a, a casual viewer with no book knowledge, are they going to retain that no. tiny bit of information <clears throat> and be like, Oh, that matters right now because three weeks ago in episode three, they mentioned that name, you know, casual viewers make up names for characters. They don't know. Yes. Yeah. Like this is true. Costco Aragorn. Yeah. Costco Aragorn. Yeah. You, oh you should love the, the bees of boobs. I call the one guy Beezaboobs. Beezaboobs? Beezaboobs. And my dad's like, I have no idea who you're talking about. Full stop. Don't How does he not know who you mean? Beezaboobs. He, well, he hasn't read the books in a minute. So okay. like he he started reading them like 10 years ago and has read them one time all the way through. Uh, so like right. when I'm like, blah, 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 Beezaboobs. He's like, who are you talking about? <laughs> That's not a real character. I don't understand. <laughs> nice all right so we're we're 50 50 on the cold open here kind of it's cool but it's cool it's confusing and doesn't make sense it needs more context in future episodes yes yeah it looks very and then it will probably be more appreciated it reads yeah. really sci-fi 
which would be yeah. very confusing to or someone just watching the show. Yeah. They'd be like, I don't understand what the sci-fi snippet is doing in this yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's a fair point. Cool. All right, and then we are into the blight. I think is how it opens in episode eight with the blight or rain and brand. Yeah, when they stand out in front of it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a seventies bush. <laughs> a seventies bush. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome for that. <laughs> Don't look at me that way. Kid. I I was literally about to say like I you know, um. It, in the books, they talk about like being able to ride horses through the blight and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you're not riding horses through this blight. No. You know, but it was still very cool, like the closeness and like how claustrophobic it felt. I, yeah. So I don't know. I guess for me, I felt like the blight would have been like felt darker and more dangerous. Yes. And that felt like an overgrown, sorry. That's fine. An overgrown hedge maze. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was a line of don't touch anything as they're touching everything. Yeah. You know. It just didn't feel as blighty as I wanted it to. Yeah, in the blight, the trees can kill you. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and that, you know, it didn't feel like the trees were going to be killing either of them right there. So, Mm -hmm. but the claustrophobic nature of it felt very cool. Yeah. So, I overall liked it, even though it was missing some components, like we've just said. Yeah. What did you think of it, Katie? I got very, like, like, a Sleeping Beauty thorns around the castle vibe yeah is oh. what it reminded me of so i didn't even get the vibe that it was like a dangerous forest i just got the vibe that it was inconvenience like yeah that you had to like weave your way through climbing over stuff climbing under stuff to get to I'm, like a i'm loving point. the actions here with this by the way that like <laughs> you know <laughs> i know this is a podcast folks but if you were here and you could see this katie is like you know demonstrating bobbing and weaving, and weaving. it's it's brilliant it's, please picture it. me going through a briar patch to save <laughs> a sleeping princess because that's what i'm doing <laughs> with pink cat ears yes with, with my pink, pink cat ears yes <laughs> yeah it just I think that's a really apt description. And it didn't, like I said, it didn't feel dangerous. Mm -hmm. No. And it needed to. Yeah. So that was a miss for me. It just felt like. Like an obstacle. Like an obstacle course. Like like it was just impeding you by slowing you down. Not like. And that we could have easily taken it away. Like we could have beat it back with machetes and, you know, good yard maintenance good yard maintenance it didn't right. feel like it was that overwhelming and it's supposed to be taking over yes it's supposed to be decimating things in its past and making it unlivable it, it did feel like once it had taken you know a, a, an extra like once the branches had, had stretched out and taken more land that you weren't getting it back i didn't it didn't it, feel it, that it, way it, for me okay to me it felt like an immovable thing like okay it's up to this point now like you you know it's just gonna keep creeping forward type thing. yeah it didn't feel lethal it didn't feel dangerous yeah but it felt claustrophobic and it was like once it's got a piece you ain't getting that piece back i felt so. like you wouldn't get it back just because it would be effort yeah right like right. if you okay. like they're just to, lazy yeah like if you wanted to put forth the effort to save your city like it's one of those ones like we really let it us take over whole cities i mean just use your garden shares what have you like why are you letting this happen yeah or like i would let it be because i'd be like i'm not gonna clean that up now that city is gone like 
I'm not going <laughs> to shake my sword. That's going to take days for me to clean that up. Right? Like, no, but thanks. I didn't. Yeah, but I didn't think it was like. like could we dangerous. hire a service? Like, you know, <laughs> is it one one eight hundred number we can dial here for? Like, you know, exactly. Like we got like a, a lot like, of maintenance. Guys. Yeah, like a like a yeah light blower. You know, can we just blower? <laughs> like a leaf blower, but a light yeah, blower. No, you know, I knew yeah. what you were going for. <laughs> one of those, I appreciate like, the alliteration. Our bush is out of control. We need to yeah. hire yeah. someone to resolve it. Yeah. yeah, can we get some industrial, you know, shears in here and weed uh, whack the shit yeah, out of it? Weed whack the, sh- yeah, not the weed whacker with little plastic wire on it, like the weed whacker with like the fucking metal blades, yeah, you know, barbed wire, the barbed wire. Yeah, there Dude we with go. The chainsaw, yeah. just get like a good chainsaw in there. Yeah, set it on yeah, you like the the attachment you get in the back of a tractor that like trims hedges and stuff. Yeah, just put that. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So as they're venturing through it and they get to the point where he has like the dream, mm-hmm. even when he actually wakes up from the dream, he's still like sitting on it. Yeah. And she tells him like, don't touch it, but he's fully sitting there. Yeah. So it just, like again, it just didn't emanate the danger and the malice that I felt like it should have. Right. I had the um, same exact thought. Yeah. yeah. I was like, he's fully taken a nap nap on the he's thing that you said there. to not. Yeah. I felt like it was like a don't touch it because it's like, you know, you're going to prick your finger on the thorn. Because yeah, then she's, clothes. yeah, she's not that mad when he is fully taking a nap nap. Mm-hmm. She's just like, wake up, little one. Yeah. You can take yeah. a little bit of a nap. I know I said don't touch anything, but I, as long as you're not ripping your brand new clothes on the thorns. Yeah. Yeah. Don't touch anything because you might catch stew. Um, yes. You know protect Stu. yeah you don't want the branches to knock Stu off your head yeah the directors will yell at you again <laughs> then you'll have to wear it full of brambles yeah it's gonna then look it really a- will be itchy exactly it's gonna look yeah. a real hot mess and they're gonna make you do it anyway yeah yeah it just didn't i i agree the line of don't touch anything while they're she's literally like moving branches out of the way and stuff mm-hmm. and like you know sliding a hand like you know going ducking under a tree branch and she's like putting a hand on the branch as she goes under to like yeah you know help her balance don't touch anything while i'm touching shit yeah, yeah that that was a very big moment i was just like you shouldn't be touching things while you're saying don't touch things like you know mm, it was a very parent moment do yes. as i say and not as exactly. i do exactly uh-huh. you don't touch anything because you're the reason we can't have nice things yes. but i will touch it because yeah. i am a responsible adult yeah see i got a good wig okay because i didn't touch shit when i was your age you know but you're touching shit so you get a bad wig what did i say about touching things and you're just sitting there on it did i not just say don't touch it with your butt either that's still touching (laughs) but doesn't count yeah (laughs) okay so wraith we need to to amp up the lethality i'm making up words again now it's fine um we need to amp up the lethalness that's a word isn't it Sure. Sure. Yeah. I think sure. Okay. I like lethality. <laughs> I like lethality too. Yeah. I like making up words. Malice. Yes. We need up. Yeah. The malice. Yes. Upgrade that. Um. But are you okay with like the you know part like if parts of it were claustrophobic, but there were parts of it that were less and then more, yeah. you know, more dangerous or something. Yeah. So, yeah. And less touching of it, Moraine. Don't touch the fucking yeah. thing. You know. So when he has this little dream though, and Moraine gets like stabbed through the back of the neck. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, we went there. Oh yeah. We went there. Did you think she was dead, Katie? No, I assumed she wasn't. Okay. I mean, it's 15 books. So like, I kind of just assume nobody dies. 
this is not Game of Thrones. We're not we're not expecting yeah, Sean every Bean is main not in character it, yeah. to yeah, die. This is true. Sean Bean is not playing a part, so um yeah. Although there was cool that he should play certain parts that, you know, do die reasonably quickly once after they're introduced because that's a Sean Bean thing to do. Yeah. Apparently, even though that's not actually accurate. That perception is um I think he dies like ten percent of the time. Um in a part. Ten percent more than most people die. Yeah, I know he does yeah. Anyway, digressing. But yeah, so that that scene where she gets stabbed in the neck and then he's having that conversation and like the whole like coming out of the weird mask thing. and That was cool. That was cool. I appreciated that they gave him an actual face because it was easier to understand him mm-hmm. and have conversations. Um, but I think that was where it started for me that the bad guy didn't feel that bad. He, again, we're back to the malice. He doesn't feel that bad. Okay. Yeah. He's not that scary. He's not that intimidating. Maybe he's supposed to be more of like the swaggery, um, lure you to the dark side kind of with my coolness, like 70s cigarette campaign style. But he just didn't, he doesn't feel earlier in the show when there's like the dead birds and the bats coming out of the mouth like it felt Mm -hmm. like we were gonna get a bad baddie right and the trollocs are gruesome yeah it it just doesn't feel like he's that bad okay and how do you feel to you katie i agree he has the same problem as the blight where it's it doesn't feel dangerous he doesn't feel like a good guy like you're like this guy probably isn't a good guy but like matt feels more like a bad guy than he does like matt feels like a cokehead like he feels like you you've got some issues so like this guy's like he's probably not a super dude but also he's not a dangerous dude like i'm not like yeah other than he did kill moraine right before he started talking but like you know he doesn't other than that he seems like he's gonna be like i'm really cool and you should join my cool gang yeah we're good you like us and not like i'm scared for my life you know, I can't ever escape this person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like, if they were trying to go more of like the sociopath route with him, it fell short. That it it also didn't feel like. What do you he mean was, by sociopath? Route? He wasn't a psycho. He didn't feel. It didn't feel like he was unhinged. Okay. Like it didn't feel that way either. So if they were trying to go for like that sophisticated bad guy, where he has no feeling or care for anything at all other than what he's trying to do mm-hmm. and therefore is dangerous because of it it didn't come across that way either he just doesn't feel like that bad of a bad guy no yeah i definitely i was not getting an unhinged vibe you're quite mm-hmm. right there and there was no no malice to him really the vibe i got was more of i am so unable to be injured by you or scared by you or you know, you 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 have you are not a danger to me in the slightest, Randall. For that, I don't even need to bother. You know, like he just casually sat down. He was like, "Oh, that's a sword." You know, mm. "Oh, this, oh that." Like it was, you are so beneath me that I don't even need to try anything. And I'm also going to try and slowly sweet talk you to what I want you to do. 
Like that's, I, I, there was no danger to him in that respect. Like you say, you know, there wasn't unhinged or anything. There was no malice, but I thought that was the route they were going for him. Yeah. And, and that tracks with yeah. the later interaction mm. when they're in his mind. Yeah. And he, it, it's the same kind of thing where he's trying to manipulate him. Yeah. But it doesn't. I didn't find that disappointing that that's the route they took. No, and I don't have a problem with it. I just okay. didn't feel... You wanted Malice instead. I wanted him... You can do that. You can try and convince somebody to come to Kylo oh. Ren. Scary, intimidating, very convincing. Like, the lure to the dark side there is real. Like, I can feel the manipulation. I can feel myself questioning, like... Am I on the right path? Is he right? But at the same time, there is the inherent feeling of danger. Like there is, he has an aura of danger to him. So it is possible to do both. I mean, Kylo was introduced by annihilating a village. Right. Well, that's the point though. It's like he had proven himself to be dangerous. Yeah. But also trying to bring you into his, like, I am a proven to be a dangerous, villainous person but I might be right and you could join me. Imagine yeah. what we could be together. And that's, this guy was like a car salesman who was like, not yeah. even like one who had met his quota because I didn't even get the vibe that he really cared. Like he, not only was he not very villainous or like dangerous, but I don't, I didn't even get the vibe that he cared if Rand was on his side or not. It was very like blase. Like mm-hmm. a, yeah, there was a blase nature to him. Yeah, yeah, because like he did think it. He did very much treat Rand like you're so far beneath me, but to the point where like he doesn't care if he's on his side either. He's like, yeah. what you do is kind of inconsequential to me. Yeah, join me if you want, or don't. I don't really care what you do. Do do yeah. whatever you want to do. Live your dreams. Yeah, I mean maybe that's because when he you know in the previous episodes where we get more flash of you know Mister Fire Eyes, um, you know he felt a bit more dangerous then, didn't he? Right. Maybe that's, you know, you lose that perception of him because we lose the fire eyes. Because we get a person. We get a face. And that's a voice. True. Yeah, I, actually, I maybe, guess. Maybe some of the build-up <clears throat> with the previous flashes of him then get lost in that reveal. And it doesn't carry over. Because then he doesn't carry on being that, as you say, scary, malicious, true. you know, villainous person. Mm. You know, or character that didn't yeah. speak previously he just, a face. Yeah. Yeah. He just kind of seems like a meh. It's almost like he was the Phantom of the Opera, took off the mask, and it's just like, oh, you're no longer scary. Right. Because you know. I, f- yeah. I feel like if he did continue on with the the creepy face, it would have had a different vibe. Like, the interactions yeah. would have felt different. Because, like, then, clearly, he's, like, a creepy dude. You're like, this yeah. dude is... Because when he became a dude, he was then just a guy having yeah. a chat with you yeah which was a lot different feeling than a yeah there was a strong dude i mean i don't know how much persona a, a fire eye guy who doesn't speak can have but there was a strong mm-hmm. persona change between the vibe of you know pre-arrow to the face and post-arrow to the face yeah right so valid mm. yeah. Mm. yeah he needs to be scarier yeah hope well I mean, maybe, you know, they lo- they, their intention was to lull you in with the whole sense of security, leave you questioning, you know, what was this guy actually after if he was so blasé and such. And then, you know, when he comes back, if he comes back, you know, 
Yeah, and you know, and then moving forward in the scene where they're all together, um, it same thing. He doesn't come across. Well, he does to Moraine. But, His interaction with Moraine felt like. But it still didn't feel like he cared. It still didn't feel like he was scary. It just felt, he felt like more he, dangerous. I didn't one powerful. He felt powerful. Okay. He didn't feel dangerous. He felt like, hmm, I can do this if I want to. Do I want to? She she was afraid. Yeah. You know, what he did to her. And does does he gentle her? Or still her? It's still. stilling for women. Yeah. Does he still her? Or is he just... She's like got a really, really... Or is it just a really strong... shield. Yeah. Like, which one is it? It's hard to tell. Yeah. Um, But... Even in the that interaction, it's more of a show of power. It's not. It didn't feel scary. It didn't feel dangerous. It didn't feel villainous. It just felt like <laughs> we're back to I'm powerful. You're not. It had the in, same vibes to me as when she was fighting with the Red Aja, like verbally fighting with the Red Aja of like okay. both of us are powerful we are having a disagreement not even like you're the villain and i'm the good guy it's a yeah. we just don't we have diametrically opposed views on what is happening right now having an argument of two powerful people yeah yeah I, I suppose I, I watch it and then i bad. automatically put on the persona of that character from the books i give him that you know oh I, he's this character from the books i think that way about that character yeah i give you automatically that level of scariness mm-hmm. you know yeah, so I suppose that's book bias. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of book yeah, bias book I put bias. the character there. So Yeah. Although Rosamond did look a little worried, a little scared. She did. Well, and like suddenly she can't touch the power. Like yeah. it would be it's something you've been able to do your whole life. Like she's built her entire identity around being able to channel and suddenly she's not able to. Of course there's gonna be fear, there's gonna be concern, there's gonna be shock, there's gonna be all of that. Yeah. Um but it didn't feel like she was afraid for her life. No, but I mean, I saw that. And then again, with the book bias kind of went like, oh, now he seems scarier. Yeah. Because True. she seems a little scared. Yeah. If Moraine's scared of something, you should be fucking scared of it. Yeah. But at that yeah. point, it almost wasn't, to me, it wasn't that she was more scared of him because he is more powerful. It's because she's weaker. So like, even then mm-hmm. he keeps the same, le- like he's at the same level of scariness and she just has become less efficient. Yeah. So like suddenly she is not as she's not going to be able to fight him to the level that she could have before. Yeah. So then I didn't even read it as like I'm scared of you necessarily so much as I am scared now because I have lost my ability to defend myself. I'm scared yeah. of Rand. He's got a big old sword. Yeah. 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 And when he traps him in like the dreamscape, whatever, mm-hmm. this is what Katie and I had a very, quite a. If I, as a villain, mm-hmm. were trying to lure someone to the dark side to try and sway their vote to my ideals, I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for the bang. I'm gonna go for the flash. I'm gonna go for the like. Either Rand is so like we talked about a little bit earlier, his dreaming of a better life is so lame (laughs) he's not dreaming of a better life he's dreaming of the life that he's just gonna have there is no like he didn't even make his barn bigger 
he didn't even make like there there was nothing embellished at all if he, if he is supposedly this all-powerful character that is going to be able to build whatever life he wants why the fuck would you build that one and granted i get you marry the girl of your dreams and you have a baby but like you don't want anything more than that for yourself. Maybe he doesn't need it. Well, it's like, Maybe it's not wanting. Maybe he just, he doesn't want it because he doesn't need it. Then as a bad guy, I don't know that I would be interested to have him on team baddie. <laughs> right. If that's fully the most you can come up with. Fully. Like if then, I walked into that dream as a bad guy and looked around, I was like, this is what we're working with. Like, this is what you're going to bring to my table is a barn and a Gwen that's rough buddy like you have been to several cities now at this point like you have seen what other structures look like any yeah. other structures you've been to your own village it's like you could pick any you're gonna pick like a dilapidated barn and a Gwen, and that i feel like speaks to his self-confidence talk about the like monsters saying mean things to you you're gonna pick a Gwen. <laughs> if you could pick anyone you're gonna pick someone who doesn't pick you back like mm. in your wildest dreams, you're like, I want a Gwen who doesn't want to be with me. Yeah. And I see, I I thought he had a different goal here, the the bad guy. Which was what? I don't think, as you say, he was so blase, join me, don't join me. It doesn't make a difference to me. Joining was not what he was after. He wanted Rand to use some big explosion of power. I think he's he's trapped at the eye. And Rand using any form of power against him wouldn't be used against him, would be used against the trap and freed him. Because as he disappears, there's a smirk right. on his face. So I, I think the whole blase thing and the whole like, oh, you know, well, do this or do that. And the way even when Rand was really like, I'm going to use my power against you. And we're like all swirling into my little, you know, doggy thing or whatever statue thing I'm holding. Um, he, he didn't look terrified. He didn't look scared. Like, oh, I've lost. No. You know, he was a bit like, oh, wow, you've got a lot more power than I kind of expected, you know, but he didn't look like, shit, I'm in trouble. No. And then as he sort of breaks up and disappears, there's a slight smirk on his face. So I think just getting him to use a big explosion of power, you know, directed at, quote, him was what he was after. So then why go about it that way where you're building his fantasy life? If you're trying to get him to explode a use of power, go for the throat. Make him defend himself. Put him in a situation where his immediate reaction is going to be. Because then his first and only interaction with you is to attack you. Because you attacked him. Yeah, to defend him. You know, he's defending himself. So what, what so that's does your, that so, matter? Yeah, well, long term. Oh, so you're thinking he's trying to play the long game where yeah, he's going to like, get him on his side? What I need now is to get out of this trap. But also, I don't want to set you down a path of, you know, our first interaction is me attacking you and you having to defend yourself. Because eventually I would like the option of bringing you to our side. Except the previous interactions have been the weird dreams about me barfing bats <laughs> <laughs> and then stabbing Moraine. Yeah. So like, yeah. I think I would have carried down that path. Like if it was me, I wouldn't have done like, this is the life of your dreams. I would have kept on like the, the unfortunate ill will path, but maybe not attacked him, but maybe done like a, like a, this is what, could happen if you, if you allow don't this join happen. me because that's yeah. the right that's okay, the yeah. right villain manipulation is to be like you know all of your friends are dead you know horrible deaths parents heads split open like an egg on a rock and you're like this is what's gonna happen 
I can help you Jeez. stop it. So, so how do you get him to like release the trap? Then, like, <clears throat> what would he then say? So now you need to break the trap and free me, or something. I'm or just, you could just, I'm just trying. To... Or you could provoke him into using his power by making it a situation where he needs to defend them, but that you're not okay, the villain yeah. in it. You could be like, you can stop this, right? So, like, his yeah. whole thing with that was like, you can make this happen, but he could be creating bad things where bad things are happening yeah. to them and be like you can stop this all you need use to the do... white cloaks use yeah. the red aja use somebody else as the bad guy and point rand towards them right so that they can unite together against the red aja who are going to try and you know hurt him or the white cloaks who hate everyone so that you unite them with a common villain. Yeah. This is what the world would look like if these powers are allowed to continue to grow. You know, defend your family, defend your friends. I'm going to help you. Yeah. So I we're just, disappointed with the ending. I just didn't. I just. He dreamed such a little dream. <laughs> I just wanted like. You not that. Ha- dream bigger, Rand. Is that what yeah, you're saying? And yeah. And it's not even about like being the king or having unlimited money or anything like it doesn't have to be that like right now in this moment i i have no issues with my life but if i could change it and make it into the best version of my life that i want it would look different than this it's not going to look vastly different i'm not going to suddenly you know be married to alexander skarsgård and have a palace somewhere and a Bugatti and all of that. It, it, it's not about that. It's about like a better version of what my life could be, what my ideal life looks like. Everybody dreams of, of improving. Mm-hmm. Like it's human nature. We want to make things better. And it just felt stagnant. Like, yeah. Like I appreciated that he's like somebody weak dream. Yeah. So either, he did a bad job of luring Rand, or Rand is weak. Or Rand has got or both. sad yeah. dreams. Sad yeah, because like, I mean, you know, you're not going to want a McMansion. Like, I don't expect him to go in there and be like, I want no. a mansion. But like, Egwene just I told want a you, farmhouse with five bathtubs. Maybe a farmhouse. Like, let's go right. with a, like, especially if you're like, I have a child and Egwene, wouldn't you want like, not a shack. Two bedrooms. Yeah, like right? a, yeah, your bedroom, a, like a child's bedroom, a guest bedroom. They're like in a shed. Y- yeah, and I and on a I hill. Can, I can fully see, like you know, he's a poor boy and he has simple dreams. But you've you've seen some other places. You've seen your own place. Your own house was better than the shack you dreamed up. Like yeah. you didn't even think of as good as what you already had. You're not like, like I can oh, see if he pictured I, I, his own I didn't house. look at it in that much detail, but I thought he dreamt of the house that he lived in. I'm I thought it was just it, seeing daylight from a different angle. Maybe. maybe, But to me, it didn't but, look like the same house. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. And like, just wouldn't didn't... you, like, wouldn't you at least go slightly better? Like, you yeah. know, even if you're going to go with the Gwen. More sheep. <laughs> right. Even if you're going to go with the Gwen, you would have like a nicer flock or like a nicer place for them to live or like my house is a little bit better because of my family or you know maybe don't be with Egwene because she doesn't want to be with you so like your your best bet is someone who's like I would rather be with a tower full of crazies 
Because, <laughs> like, in the books, everybody fully hates them. Like, they fully hate Dice and I in the book. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. nobody likes them. So if your dream girl would rather leave you for a tower full of, like, crazy, creepy witches that everybody hates, that's a really low sad bar. Yeah. That you're like, the best I can do is a woman who doesn't even love me. <laughs> yeah. As a bad guy, if I stepped into Rand's fantasy world and that is what was that is what was occurring, I'd be like, huh. Yeah. They, yeah. I hmm. This like ultimate power, the, this ability to to write the world. Okay. It's right, like, like you're a genie and you wished for a new hat for a boot. Yes. New ha- okay, for a boo. I thought you said a boot. And no, I was like, no, no, a boo. Aladdin. Like, yeah, there we go. A hat for your shoe? <laughs> Chef, that is no. weird. Not so, even that. Did- like, that at least is something you can hold on to and keep. It's like having a genie and wishing for like the half of a loaf of bread that you gave the children at the start. You're like, yeah, oh, I really yeah. like that loaf of bread back. That was like my dinner. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's, that's, you have three wishes, my, my man. Three. Yeah. And that's going to be one of them? Yeah. It just doesn't make Rand feel very powerful. Mm-hmm. No. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I totally see that. Yeah. Totally get it. Like, I don't want him on my... As a, as a villain, I don't want him on my team. <laughs> no, yeah. Because you're going to go in there and you're like, I am sorry. I must have been unclear. I right. said, you have magic powers. Unlimited magic powers. Do I need to show you the flying cars again? Like, one more pass. Yeah. Do we like, need to go on a magic carpet ride? Let me show you the world, you know? Oh, right, like, you know. <laughs> well, like, I like to keep things on. Put you know? <laughs> Matt in that same situation. Matt's like, give me a big shiny dagger that's going to kill me. What does Matt's <laughs> world look like if we drop Matt in there instead of Rand? Vegas. He's going to have a huge house. He's going to have lots of bitches. He's going to have <laughs> someone to take care of his sisters. He's going to dump his mom in rehab. Like... Sorry, he's going to have lots of money. He's going to have lots of everything. He's just going to have like the, like even if he was still at Emmonsfield, he would be like, I the now mayor. have a house, a house bigger than the Wine Spring Inn. Yes. And like, you know, 10 farms paying yeah. rent and shit, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I feel like even Perrin would have more. Perrin's I like, I want a new hammer and a new wife. Um, <laughs> I want an axe that I didn't kill my wife with. Yes, yes take this axe and please give me a new one replace oh, it with one that doesn't look like that so i can stop thinking about it and yeah. a and a nice house for my wolves and me to live in yeah yeah so it just didn't and then i also like when rand like marionette puppets up from the ground what was that uh why that know. was the spirit yeah. was it yeah. oh it was weird. Yeah. He's like, weird. Eh. and then all of a sudden he's like, "Woo, Woo with my fat man!" It was the the power picked him up. It was you know? the it, power just f- was flowing through him and just you know. It, it felt was... like in sync in bye bye bye. Yes. All right. Maybe there's like, all right, now bad guy, you go bye bye bye. <laughs> I like it was a subtle nod. <laughs> yes, Wraith putting in the subtle yeah you know, in sync reference. I like it. I did see a tweet. Um, and I don't know if I've raised this with you or not, um, but a guy tweeted out there and he said, isn't it awesome that, you know, Rand quote won because he decided a woman's agency was more important than his quote dream. I did appreciate that. Yeah. 
you know he's like this is not a Gawain because this is not what she would actually want and yes this should I can't have this yes because what she wants is more important you know her, like her having the life that she wants is yeah. more important than like this me having this power or whatever type of thing yeah you know I did appreciate that and I that did was too a, a good tweet you know? yeah and I did I I liked that but it's back to dream better yeah right like pick a girl you've never met like pick a dream girl just like a really pretty girl who likes sheep or parent <laughs> like sheep mm-hmm. right now i've just got an image of like some someone trying to seduce yeah sed- <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's woody's girlfriend okay <laughs> a sheep herder jasmine a sheep herder sheep jasmine, herder jasmine. <laughs> yeah so jasmine turns up She's wearing a like a fluffy wool bikini instead of like you know her. No, her, she's um... a full Jafar. She's wearing oh. full Jafar, like the red one. Oh, that really? Outfit okay. With a little crown. And, totally... and instead of a pet tiger, she's got pet sheep. Yeah, and she just comes out with a bunch of sheep, maybe also a tiger, <laughs> and then his house is like. This is my god tiger. <laughs> yeah, and his house is like made of a, a substantial material. Yeah, and she comes out of the house and she's like, "Hey, honey," with the tiger walking behind her. Right? What's so Perrin up? and his big bad wolves can't come blow down your shanty. <laughs> yeah, she's like worried. Nice. She's like, I have my guard tiger so that we don't have to worry about God the were- were-boyfriend. <laughs> I know you're involved in a love triangle and I have brought my were-tiger to protect <laughs> us from the werewolf. Just... <laughs> and it turns out that in fact the tiger is a shifter named Sam and she ends up with him in the end anyways it totally fucks up the whole world not that that happened in a different series that Katie and I read and we're still mad about and then Rand ends up with the tiger in the end <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Rand chooses okay. none of you he picks the tiger <laughs> nice nice alright spoilers yeah. Rand picks no one and ends up with the tiger at the end of the series wow Okay, um, I've just realized we missed something from episode seven, and that's before Rand goes to Moraine, he goes to see Min. And that's when we get the whole Tam back history moment. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because I was just thinking about the others going to see Min and being like, who did to tell us what happened and what you said? Yeah. So are we done with the Rand scene? Have we hit, have we snagged on Rand's dreams? I enough? feel like, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's never enough time to talk about yeah. how yeah i mean katie are. and i'll just continue to talk about it and rag on it it's fine <laughs> okay so the others go and see min uh we're doing i'm sure episode eight a little out of sequence here anyway but um okay. you know i i sequence sequence the sequence sequence there they you go keep um, they're smart yeah min is she carries on this shortness this is before she fucks off out the city you know um i i like that she treats everybody the same way it's like fuck off i'm not a you know I'm not a magic mirror on the wall leave me the fuck alone you know mm. it, it fit yeah you know? it wasn't just i hate moraine it's like i don't like people i yeah. work in a bar and i hate people as a person who works in a bar or used to work in a bar now working kitchens but it felt authentic i work behind a bar i don't like people it felt very authentic so if you don't <laughs> like people why do you work in a bar go uh, work in it <laughs> that's worse yeah the people are worse but then you get to be mean to people and it's okay (laughs) yeah so anyways they go see min yes and she sees a whole bunch of people die yes with their spirit smagma yeah i don't know like that that was weird the bit with like um nynaeve yeah like i was like okay the baby bit was weird enough already yeah you know but 
the weird eye socket thing yeah cracky face that she's and just she doesn't tell her no she just sees it yeah so i mean which is a good indicator to say that she doesn't say everything she sees right you know this is not uh, what's that fucking show you know say catch it's not catchphrase you know you don't say what you see you know she doesn't tell everything you have that no it's a brit thing obviously um anyway <laughs> you didn't even let me respond you just immediately bulldoze over that you're, maybe you're... we have catchphrase do you don't have catchphrase know. i'm pretty sure we have catchphrase i don't yeah. think it I'm going to say it's not the same thing because yes. the catchphrase that I can think of has nothing to do with what you just said. That's, <laughs> why, I, not, that's why I was like, oh, what? It's not, it's not just say what you see. No, no. Okay. It's a different show then. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that was what we were clocking is like, I think wait, the British so catchphrase like, wait, what? is different. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah, we good. I we don't good. think you know the rules of catchphrase. <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> um, yeah, then we get the whole like Trollocs amassing and so on and so forth. Um, and then Agomar's like, I will go to the um Gap. The gap, yes, thank you. You're welcome. And get new jeans. Um <laughs> That was yeah. terrible. What what do we think about the whole battle, like Trollocs amassing and like all the men go to the gap and the women defend the city and like before we get to the five women channel of moments, what do we think about the whole like prep for war and Perrin's frustrations and all that sort of stuff? I would have liked to see more boiling vats of oil poured over the wall and lit on fire. Okay. I feel like if we're going to go with not having any technological advances for 3000 years, we're going to have boiling vats of oils that we can dump over our wall and, and light on fire. Yeah, the wall was a bit sparse in terms of defenses. Yeah, there's just holes for you to shoot things out of. There was no spikes. There was nothing There was nothing at the bottom to prevent them from amassing flesh mounds to climb the way that they did. It just felt poor, like poorly protected. Especially and... for a supposedly something that you have defended for so long. Yes. Mm-hmm. And something that has seen large sieges before, not quite that large. Yeah, like a, like a thousand trucks is what they're getting. This is like five thousand trucks. I don't. They said five thousand, and then they said ten thousand, and then they said like a lot of thousands, and I just got really confused. There's a really big difference between five thousand and ten thousand. Yeah, it's 5, there's 000. literally a five thousand difference. It's yeah. a lot. I just don't. Especially when they're like eight foot tall trucks. Yeah, it just it. I didn't. I it was weak. Like you all you trenches. have is archers. They should have had more trenches. That's the yeah. first yeah. thing any medieval weapons yep. person is going to tell you is they would have had trenches. That's what you need. You need trenches. Yeah. Yeah. And spikes at the bottom so you can't climb up the walls. Or it's a big fuck off boat because Trollocs don't swim. Yeah. Um, you know, Even as we've better. learned, they don't cross rivers. So, you know, make it fucking 20 foot wide and, you know, put spikes in it and fill it with water and, mm-hmm. you know, put in a crocodile or two and, you know. <laughs> Pile or two, you know, you'd be so safe. Crocodile filled moat, that's a thing in it, yeah. But, like, what would win a crocodile or a trollic? No, I a feel trollic, like but, trollic you know, is yeah. just gonna eat it. Well, yeah, obviously, but, you know, the crocodile, while, the trollics, while the trollics fighting the crocodile, you got yeah, that's to true. It. Trollics can't swim, crocodile wins. Uh, there we go, See, get the yeah. death roll going, yeah. The death, there we go, yeah. Like, even the ABD Cayman would win, so you know, mm-hmm. not that that's actually itty yeah, bitty, really, it but you know, <laughs> just felt unprepared, yeah. For something, yeah. that was my problem, for something that had 
I could see it if it was like a big surprise, like surprise. And this was like the first time they had to fight. But if they had been defending it for so long and they've talked about how there's been Trollocs and they have been defending it and they are such great like fighters. And it's like, you know, yeah, we, we well, can it took was 5,000 Trollocs instead of 1,000 and we lost. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's like if we had had three more guys against us before, we probably would have lost that. Like, yeah, it doesn't seem like people who would have been able to defend that many sieges previously yeah because you do all you have is arrows that's super inefficient you have no trenches like you could have two you could have two trenches you could put one in front of your city and one in front of your wall yeah that would have stopped like a lot of it wasn't even that tall no No. it was like a real half-hearted like a you kids yeah like four stories high or something you know yeah and not well built if the trollocs are like smashing through it yeah they did smash through it all right we don't see an Agomar body. No. Is he dead? Yeah, he gets, like, impaled through the chest. But did it go through the chest, or did it just, like, hit his armor and then smack him against the wall? I feel like it pinned him to the wall. I feel like he's dead. I don't know. Well, now you're making me question all of my life I don't decisions. know. I, I only ask this because it's a fantasy trope. If you don't see a dead body, they're not, actually they're not dead. necessarily dead. You know, Nynaeve at the very beginning, dragged off by a Trolloc. You know, if you didn't know the books, you'd be like, well, you know, I think she just fucking died. Yeah. And then three episodes later, she turns up and, you know, turns on Ran. uh, I feel feel like, I feel like he's dead. You feel like he's dead? Okay. Katie, dead or alive? I don't know. I, you know, I, what armor did he end up wearing? His own. Okay, so Not maybe maybe that's a whoopsie doozy. Maybe they did kill him just for that. Be like, you should have worn okay. Dad's armor. Yeah, yeah. like I told you, because I feel like they did make a point of that. Yeah, it was odd the way that they prepared him, and she's like, "You should wear the armor," and he's like, to, to "Not for Daddy. this or whatever." Yes. And I feel like there's got to be a reason for that. Yeah, and I feel like he, I would be leaning towards dead only because he, he they it. did make such a big deal of like this okay. is dad's armor that he protected him and he's like no i don't need it and then he got killed right so yeah. like you maybe should have worn dad's yeah. armor i mean i'm leaning on the way of dead as well because trollocs love to kill and the amount of trollocs pouring through that wall when they got through um i don't know why i did air quotations it's only us who can see that um but um and also they did get through so there's no need for your yeah exactly so <laughs> when, they, when they got through like i can see a few trollocs being like well we're not gonna run off and attack the city yet i'm gonna I, eat this man i'm gonna like go through these corridors and make sure everyone's fucking dead and have me a snack yeah you know that's a snack borderland you know man so that I mean, really ruined that sentence. I, was, I was trying to be like snack water and it was just like that's a it's yeah it's not working you know, snack trolloc is not the right thing because the trolloc isn't bringing the snack. The 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 soldier is the snack. So, you know, that man is a snack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the log had a child. <laughs> a- aggle snack. There we go. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to get me an aggle snack. Yeah. There we go. That works. Yeah, I think he's dead. Yeah. Okay. The amount of trollocs that have to go through there in order to get to the city that we mm. see breach the wall. Yeah. I don't see how he's alive. Yeah. Because it's not like they're soldiers who are breaching the wall and then continuing on their attack these are trollocs so yes they are continuing on the attack but just as many of them are eating yes yeah absolutely other trollocs and people yeah and you know there will be trollocs breaking through the wall not just you know 
near the exit. They'll be breaking through the wall at various points. Yeah. So they'll be fighting through the corridors. So you know, not all five thousand trollocs can pour through one gap in right. the gap. Um, you know, they'll be pouring through multiple points in the gap. So they'll be, you know, probably in all the corridors full stop. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm leaning on the he's dead. If he is still alive, then I'm going to have big questions on how the hell they managed. They, he they, managed they'd have that. to do some kind of cold open how he managed to survive. Yeah. You know, yeah. of a flashback scene or something. Because it, it doesn't even feel like you could hide under bodies in that situation because the Trollocs eat people. Yeah. Dead or alive. Like you could have maybe part of the wall collapsed. Yeah. He's and buried he, under the he's rubble. He's buried or under the rubble. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a little. Okay. You know, yeah. That's the only way it would work. So yeah. again, I'm still leaning on the, the more dead angle, but yeah. you know, if they do bring him back, it's got to be like he got buried and then the troll couldn't eat him type thing. Yeah. So, although the wall did look like it was on fire, but that might have just been you know how what would be in there to yeah. burn exactly? Yeah, because there's not because they're not oil. Pouring, they're not pouring vats of oil on the trollocs. Yes, good point. So, if okay. I ever had a, a castle, I'm gonna buy a Victorian farmhouse. But if we bought a castle instead. I would have boiling vats of oil. Just and to get boat. like a little Just can- so you could protect the Just a, like a candle warmer sitting a hot plate up on my roof all the time. <laughs> just hot to like wash it on somebody. My insurance company would be mad. They would be mad, yes. So. Fuck that squirrel. <laughs> Fuck that squirrel. <laughs> Poor Hammy. Um, anyway, uh, where are we up to next? So do you Trollocs want to, do you want to discuss the Horn of Valir scene next? Or the five women... Since we've just done the the gap, shall we move on to the the five channelers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that okay. So, sense. what do we think of the second line of the fence being the five channelers? Katie, what was your thoughts on that weird. scene in general? I felt weird? like that was weird. Okay. Something specific about it that was weird, or just the whole thing weird? It didn't make sense. I mean, most of it. Like, only two of those. Well, I guess three. Three of those people had any like previous channeling experience. Like, I get you're just working with what you got, but it's weird to have that be, like, your next line of defense is a bunch of people who don't know how to fight. Their one weapon, none of them really know how to use. Like, one of them was kind of trained. One of them has done two very weak items. (laughs) Three very weak items, if you're going to give her that one. And, like, (laughs) Nynaeve. So you've got, like, a Nynaeve who did one, like, real big burst of magic. Two, because she two. had the donkey bubble and, and the, the braid, braid bubble. bubble. That's yeah. true. So she had two. She had two big boys, and then Egwene had some little squeakers that don't even really count. Like she obviously can't do much with that. And one who is like a failed Asadai. Like you have like a failed one, like a flunked out one, and then some other randos that you're like, you could do magic, right? And you're <laughs> you gonna make channelish, and you're gonna put them. I could see maybe them fighting with their channeling abilities in the city with the other women it's weird to put them out in a line by themselves it seems super inefficient because like you like know, they're just a sacrifice it's a hundred percent a sacrifice it's like bias some time is all they yeah. are because you know they're gonna get mowed down because none of them can use their powers right so either they're gonna kill themselves using their powers or they're just gonna get killed because they're they suck at using their powers so you're like, go out and die, and we'll be back here prepping the oil vats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you think of it, Kayla? I agree. I like they fortunately for what's his sister's name? Amelisa. Amelisa. Egwene, supposedly, 
has a lot of power and Nynaeve clearly has a lot of power. You take the two of them out of the equation and you throw in any other two or just have her and the other two ladies. What were they going to do? Mm-hmm. Like blow some dirt at them? <laughs> like there was not going to be a successful attempt at all. So, I mean, it was fortuitous that Nynaeve and Egwene were there and she was able to use the amount of power that she was able to use. But she fully, like, she donned her armor too. And it fully felt like she was going in her mind to be this turning of the tide effective battle strategy. And it was just a fluke that they happened to be there. So it just, it I agree. It, it just felt it's strange and their their placement they were like sort of by the city sort of by the wall but like kind of in between it would have made more sense had they stayed closer to the city like had they been in the city and they all had armor and they all had like swords and they're like you can use your magic until it becomes clear that your magic is not gonna do any good like right do as much as you can and then continue fighting with the rest of us. We've got swords and oil, you know, like, yeah, it was weird that they, they did just, it is like a meat shield. Yeah. Is what it reminded yeah. me of. It's like a very the, small one. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the rest of them are like, they'll buy us a little bit of time, but not yeah. even a lot of time. Just a yeah. little bit. Yeah. I, um, I, I saw someone discuss, uh, the logic behind what they did. Um, but before we do that, I talking about the power. I like the way they demonstrated the strength difference mm-hmm. between Nynaeve and Egwene, and then Avalisa and the other two. Yeah, like did you spot that watching it, Katie? Yes. Yeah, and you understood what it meant straight away. Yeah. Yeah. So they that one they nailed in that respect. Yeah, like demonstrating it was, strength. It was pretty obvious. Okay. Yeah. I, I was just curious from someone who's like not read much of the books right. and you know just watching tv show if they got that so yeah um yeah so there was someone who did um i don't know if it was an article or just like a set of tweets or whatever it was but they were like from a military point of view what they did made a lot of sense okay and the logic was that trollocs they're not the smartest of soldiers let's be honest okay they're gonna burst through the wall mm-hmm. and they're gonna see channelers channelers are highly dangerous mm-hmm. okay they need to be taken out straight away and you know a trollic versus a, a channeler you need to overwhelm them instantly so mm-hmm. like it's an all just overwhelm them everybody run to it and like attack them in one go type thing you know so they had no choice but to go for the channeler straight away right yeah that's why they rush them um because that's the only way they can like possibly overwhelm them and, and win um the reason that they went where they were is because the access to the city is going to the sides around and the channelers were stood at the front at the bottom of the cliffs that the city's on top of. And so the Trollocs are not running towards the city. They're running towards an, a point in front of the city where they can't attack the city, but the city could use ranged weapons against them. So it was like delaying them at actually getting to attacking distance with the, of the city, but within the range of the city to attack them. Wow, somebody so, spent a lot of time thinking about exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. Wow. But So when you say it's a sacrifice yeah yeah that's that's exactly what they were doing yeah, yeah. it's a sacrifice moved by a lot more time for the city but because the trolls have no time. choice but to attack them in mass but and it then, wouldn't have been a lot more time if not for well i mean no one expected them to be like let's just do our big wipeout move and kill everybody you know they killed all the trolls in one go no one expected that no what i'm saying is they 
it wouldn't have if you remove Nynaeve and Egwene from it and it's just those three it wouldn't have been a very good delay tactic because they were not powerful no but it is still you know a minute can make a difference yeah that's true you know I guess it just doesn't you know two or three minutes out of this move maneuver that's two or three minutes where you can cleanly kill them with them unable to even touch you but you know, in the could, context could... of the show, that doesn't read. No, it doesn't read, no. So, yeah. yeah. No, I, I know it doesn't read. I, that's why I wasn't like, you're wrong. You know, the way you've, you, you yeah. see, yeah. You're, no, I'm just like, you're, so... don't, you're not like, uh, you're wrong because you don't want to get whacked with a llama pillow. <laughs> no, no, I don't think you're wrong. You're absolutely right. The way it comes across the show, <laughs> it's just, just yeah. like, this is a weird placement. What are you doing without Nynaeve and Egwene's power? Yeah. You're not going to win this, you know, um, without that military um understanding that yeah. this person had you're not going to see that yeah um but when you have that you're like oh makes sense but it's yeah, not yeah. delivered on screen in that yeah. way like there's no meeting it was like oh we need people with the power okay cool you know where it was more okay where was like her planning the defense opposed to in the corridors the women of thought will protect us yeah. which was a very cool scene i love it you know it's never fallen all that sort of stuff it was very dramatic and it fits but they needed a small scene of like planning yeah you know i'm gonna go do this you're in charge mm. i'm probably ain't coming back yeah but we're gonna draw the trollocs here you hit them with all this shit that's gonna kill off you know there's well, a good like set of oil yeah exactly there, there's you know hundreds of trollocs killed in that maneuver yeah and an extra five minutes of time yeah you know that yeah. can make a huge difference in a battle yeah you know that was missing there's a key you know give us an extra 30 seconds yeah you know <laughs> yeah to make it seem like uh, there was thought behind it instead of yeah the, it just didn't were like, yeah it was very disconnected with yeah fists. you know yeah agamar's like i'm going to the wall protect the city and she's like okay i'm going off of i should i protect the city you know it was just like i'm just gonna pass the buck and go outside yeah pass the buck and go outside so yeah the military aspect was not delivered there and mm. they're they're a very militaristic um culture yeah. so I was disappointed by that. Yeah. Um, I did like when they blew the fuck out of the Trollocs, though. Oh, yeah. That was nice. That was some carnage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like the splatter. Yeah. Yeah. It was impressive. And the the aerial view of it happening. Yeah. It was awesome. That was very cool. That was really good. They did have, you know, they've had to reshoot some of these scenes because of COVID and because of, you know, Barney going and that. So they had, I think, uh, if you watch Brandon Sanderson's stream he did the other week, he talks about the thing. They did have to change some things. I will but never watch that. I know. The average person is not going to know to go and watch that. And if they do, probably not going to watch it anyway. So, um, so I love yeah. that you, that was a strictly a statement for anyone listening. That is, yeah. Because it was not a statement to either of us. Yeah. I no, know no. you were being like, I forget sometimes. Catch that... the Brandon Sanders. Yeah. You forget that we're recording this. And people the two are of us are not your target audience. <laughs> Sometimes I need to slip in. Hey, by the way, you're an uber nerd like me who'll go watch like some of Brando's stuff or like did, go research something or whatever. Too. I need to I need to drop that in for the listeners occasionally. So I did. I did also <laughs> clock that. I was like, there was no. I did not catch that stream. Sorry, didn't catch it. <laughs> you mean you don't watch all of his stuff, Katie? I'm I was surprised. like, I don't know. I guess I was busy that night or something. I, don't know. <laughs> I was washing my hair. You were washing your hair, mm-hmm. yeah. Like even Rand didn't get it. He was washing stew. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Stu, look, like he done some extra stomping on Stu that day. Stu needed some TLC, so you know, <laughs> Stu stomping. Really Stu stomping. He was like, "It's so dirty, and uh, I look so dumb." I think the way that they demonstrated that power was really cool. I, mm-hmm. you know, I think 
that that was well done. Yeah. Yes. The linking was well done. Gave me Power Ranger vibes again, which um, yeah. we love that. But it was different to the previous it linking was. we've seen, see. which says to me the reason that they all died was a lack of training. Yes. Because she did it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought is a very, it was very sussly done, you know, because if you hadn't looked at the linking before we got Braid Bubble, you know. Um, it wasn't as choreographed. It wasn't yeah. as precise. Like it felt yeah. a little bit more wild, which tracks you know you have one person that's trained and even then she's not fully trained Mm. yeah it's an easy thing to miss and you know then you can look back and be like oh wow yeah like nice nice little layering of information that's you know not just sitting there like i'm gonna you know tell you a textbook for verbatim shit you know um yeah but then there's the downside of the whole thing Mm -hmm. and this you and i talked about this when we watched the episode together what was the point of Nynaeve dying? Yes. Oh, there God. was none. No. There was none. Like, it, it, she, yes, she saved Egwene, apparently. Yeah. By laying on her, I guess, and absorbing her, I don't know. But there was no point in killing her in that way. Um, Especially to then immediately bring her back. Yeah. And not even in a way that made sense. Like, at this point, we've seen Egwene do basically nothing. Mm-hmm. And she, and even when she has done some small things, have not leaned towards healing at all or any sort of like big explosion of power. It's always been very focused on her part and very intentional. She intentionally, you know, zapped the white cloak. She intentionally zapped Perrin's ropes. You know, she intentionally was working on things with Moraine. And now suddenly she brings uh Nynaeve back from the dead she's dead yeah she brings her back from the dead without any attempt at doing it she's just that gut-wrenchingly upset I get it I feel the emotion I understand that but suddenly somebody that any other time that's exhibited powers has done it with a lot of intent is suddenly able to do it without it just didn't it didn't work for me yeah I didn't like it at all I will say the scene gets better the more times you've watched it. Um, I well, did then notice. It's just not going to get no, any better. No, for that's, me. that's fair. Um, <laughs> like you do see, there's less. I don't know, uh, cracking, burning, bubbling, whatever you want to describe that look on the faces when the power is being overused. There's less of it, not to a noticeable degree on a first watch, which is how much it should have been. But there is a note, like when you pay close attention to how much is on the others that die and then how much is on Nynaeve, it's almost like like they were trying to say, oh, she's not actually got enough to die, but Egwene thinks she has. Yeah. And then Egwene heals that and doesn't bring her back from the dead, but just heals the I almost died level of pain that she's experienced. Um, and you do see Egwene, I, on my second watch, I did notice this, Egwene is just like, you know, please, you know, she's trying to do something, but it's not, it's very subtle. And it's only because I was like staring at the screen, like fucking, what is she doing? She must be doing something. Like I was really, what is she doing? Yeah. I was looking for it. So she's got small, like hand gestures on the go. And she's like, please, please let it work. You know, she doesn't actually let it work, but you know, there's a lot of vibe of like, she's, it's not saying like, Oh, please don't be dead. It's more like, please let what I'm trying work. Yeah. Like I was really focusing on that moment to be like, what is she, she's got to be doing something. It's not just a case of like, I'm sobbing and accidentally channeled and healed someone back from the dead. Like, yeah, but it's not, it's too subtle and it doesn't, it should work on a first watch and it doesn't. No. 
you know, so... First watch, Nynaeve died. Yeah. Egwene accidentally brought her back to life. <laughs> yeah. She's a necromancer. Yeah, exactly. You know, that so... Tracks. Yeah, it's disappointing. Yep. Um, unnecessary. It felt... And unnecessary. Yeah, it's just a callback to where, at the very beginning, Nynaeve turns to Egwene is like, you could do what I do, you know, and Nynaeve's a great healer. So, you know, as a wisdom and then as a braid bubbler. Weak sauce. You know, yeah, that's what it's meant. Ray says that's what it's meant to call back to. And it, it it's, it's as you say, unnecessary. Katie, what did you think about it? I feel like, I think they threw it in. I feel like to just give Egwene something to do. Because she is a turd so far. Like, I feel like they, <laughs> I feel it's like. It's like, we took your power away with the Trollocs and we're going to give you some healing instead. Right. It's like, they kind of were like, our bad. We, we tricked you. You thought she was good at stuff. And she's not. But she's okay at this. Look, she brought this person back from the dead. Good job. <laughs> Placating Egwene. <laughs> right. Like, they're like, oh, well, she can do, she did this one thing really good. She's not no, good I at know much, what it is. but she's good at the one thing. I know what it is. They were like, look, we've now proven that Egwene is shit because what we thought she could do. She can't. was actually done by Rand and we can't let Katie be right. So we have to give her some sort of redeeming feature right now. That's right. So that people are allowed to like her and not just be like Katie. That's, a, that's what it was. They were like, you see, she is good at magic. It wasn't all just Rand this whole time. She is okay at magic. She could bring her it's back. It's right. We'll get a flashback in season two and it'll be naive self-healing instead. To, no, it'll be Rand again because he's in the midst of his like, you know, mind battle. No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll goof around. It'll be Perrin just for shits and giggles. I you know? would love oh, that. the secret love of my life's so best much. friend has died. I'd better resurrect her, you know. I would love that so, so much. <laughs> it's werewolf magic. Werewolf magic. If they like yeah. shoot to like a wolf just howling, like him on all fours as a human mind you with his wolves just being like <laughs> and yeah, then that, she's that, healed uh, yeah like that yeah not even any oomph behind it you no, know no. like a casual no you gotta have like the wolves by him like actually howling and then him just show him like on all fours like a weirdo just being <laughs> like an oddly wimpy howl for a very large man yes yeah yes cool and then she's healed and you're like oh it was parent Yes. Egwene can suck it, Egwene. <laughs> I always knew Egwene sucked. Oh, <laughs> my God. What have we done? All right. <laughs> I just, yeah. Regardless of doing a rewatch and seeing that, like, and I will inevitably watch them again before season two comes out. Yeah, it'd be a good refreshing one, yeah. Yeah. But I just don't, I don't think it was necessary. No, I agree. Yeah, very unnecessary. I even said that at the time. I was just like, what is the point of this for the plot? Yeah. I think they you know? could have just hurt Nynaeve badly enough. Yes. That you're like, she is hurt, but not dead. Mm -hmm. And yes. then they could have had a Gwen putting effort into it. Yeah. And succeeding. Or even having Nynaeve coach her into it. Right. Like, like, she's suffering, but not to the point where she's incapacitated, where she's trying to, like, wisdom to apprentice style coaching her. Right. Like, be yeah. like, big rah-rah. Like, yeah, I, you I can think do even it, just having I'm her like, yeah, please yeah. fix me. Yeah, yeah. Ha having her severely injured and Egwene doing a more obvious try to help her would have been far more. 
you know, some hand hovering. Yeah, something, something other than like, deet, or even deet, just deet, like you know, deet, right, deet, 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 you know, deet. the banks of the river, you know, talking, you know, replaying some of the things that Moraine was telling her about how to access the yeah. power and stuff. You know, even just muttering that would have worked in that moment a bit better. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so last big bit of the episode, um, the whole digging up of the Horn of Valir from under the throne of Agomar. Um, they kill Loyal and it's bullshit. Fuck this yeah. shit. <laughs> Jin, our, our, our Ginger gets stabbed. Um, you know, our, our, t- our um, oh, our, our What's It guy is back. Old Padden Thane. I was going to call him a tinker. He's not a tinker. He's a, um, oh, a trade guy. Um, what are they called? Merchant. Merchant. Thank you. There we go. I was having a mind blank there. Okay. Katie, what did you think of the reappearance of Padden Thane? I mean, I liked that, right? Because it's like, oh no, he's been around all along and he's been checking on them every year because he comes every year. So like this bad guy's been like peeping around at the back. Like I felt like that was way more villainous. Thank you. Than the villain. Because Thank you. you're like, that's very ominous that he has like always been around and he is like, oh my Creeper god, vibes. he's back. You're like, this guy's bad. And he's been watching me this whole time. That's very creepy. To be yeah. like, this is a this is not a good dude, and I didn't know it, and he's just been chilling and learning stuff about me all along. Mm-hmm. So that was very like malice vibes. That was very villainous. Yeah, I loved his delivery where he sat in the chair and would just like casual like feet up like, oh, I'm just gonna tell you a story about how much I've been playing you like a bunch of fools. Yes, don't you guys? He is a successful bad guy. Yes, Mm -hmm. very much. I want him on Team Villain. Yes, I liked. You know, we had a bad guy monologuing. You know, who felt villainous whilst monologuing. You know, the other guy was just like, I'm gonna tell you a dry, dusty tale from a book that you know got lost three thousand years ago that you thought was in the future at the beginning of the movie. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) bad veins like. I'm going to monologue like fucking, you know, Syndrome from The Incredibles. Right, like you I know, am except full no one tilt. Fought me. Full tilt yeah. villain. Aren't you yeah. guys stupid? Yeah. Didn't you? You didn't even know. I was the bad guy yeah. this whole time. And he's a bad, like, he fucking stabs Loyal. Yeah. Like, he is a, vet, a malicious bad guy. He is, he is what I want from a bad guy. Yeah. So, is Loyal dead? No. No? Katie? I don't think so either. He no. can't be. I refuse. Why? You just refuse, Katie. Why do you think he's not dead? I don't, I just didn't get the. I don't. I feel like it would be weird to introduce a character and then kill them that quickly. Okay. Because he I had mean, maybe like, he's secretly played by Sean Bean. Um. That's true. <laughs> no, it's back to the Aww. when Perrin leaves mm-hmm. because he thinks he sees Patton Fane before they you before they're back in the throne room right and parents wandering around like a lost weirdo mm-hmm. and see the bat right. like there has to be a reason for it there has to be a reason the symbolism with the bats it's always represented them being in dreams like it can't why would we suddenly go completely off script and have a scene where there's a bat for no reason have i told you that before then what have you and I discussed the bat? Yes. Oh, right. Okay. Like, I was just like, when the episode- was someone casually watched this and been like, <laughs> picked up on that too? You and I watched it together yes. and we immediately were like, what was the deal with the bat? No. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't think like 
we're we're using bats the symbolism behind the bats has been throughout the show relating to being in the dream world yes because the, the time we saw bats before was when ran through them up yes in the dream. yeah so and I, matt mentions dreaming about bats yeah so i think as weird as it is and i've got to sit down and work out how it fits in i think when perrin runs off he ends up somehow getting trapped in a dream and the whole pattern thing monologuing you know um Merdral sitting there and just you know being his little padawan learners um stabbing loyal i think that whole thing is a dream that perrin is having is it prophetic um or is it just because why he doesn't know the horn of valir exists they told him it was underneath the seat did they tell him that or did yeah, they just they have him out. no they pulled it out before. okay yeah um, so is it is it prophetic or is it just a random dream i i think they so my logic i've got to really sit down and actually pan it out but my initial logic is i think they wanted perrin to one side so that he was safe and then they could work on him turning because he talks about like all oh, a little bit of threatening and you like pick up the axe and choose darkness yeah you know and it just you know pull him to one side keep him safe from any action on the go and then play with his psyche they want him on team baddie and push him to team baddie you know katie like obviously i didn't tell you about that in advance even though i kind of told a little bit about advance like what do you think about the whole scene like you think it's real you think we're onto something with the dream here like how you as someone who's not read all the books and you know only the tv show really what do you think as someone who like it like fresh eyes no knowledge i would say that all of it made no sense like from a from a non book reader perspective all of it would have been confusing you wouldn't have ever even considered that it was a dream right because that isn't really as that hasn't come up nearly as much in the show as in the book like you don't know how impactful that is so like i don't know that anybody would have ever thought like this might be a dream and you have no idea what the Horn of Valera is. Like, you don't, like, that whole thing makes no sense. It has no relevance. It doesn't make any sense. You just know that, like, it's a thing that he told you to do. He's like, go dig that thing up for me, for reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Go be useful. You right. You don't want to, f- he didn't go to the wall to fight. He wanted to do have purpose. So here's yeah. a sledgehammer, go for it. Yeah. Right. Like, it was fully just a task like busy work yeah. like you know we need this thing dug up go get it you, yeah. you got some good shoulders on your lad help us dig right yeah. like you're a big dude you're a big broody man go why are <laughs> you let- big you brood you can dig yeah why are you letting all those like little tiny ass women like we're not no you're a big ass dude go help what are you doing you're not like ferrying around cloths like the rest of the women you <laughs> use be useful do some something something but do some like, seven, seven. yeah but like not not still not very relevant right like it still didn't yeah. feel like he was doing much it felt like they were just giving him busy work yeah right and like that's a thing that i am aware of the concept that that is a thing that is important later and that they talk about it in the other books and stuff but like as a person who hasn't read those books i don't know what it is yeah yeah they, i mean they talk you know um is it Uno or Yakuta? I think Yakuta is who the other guy is. Um, they talk about, oh, we've got to give it to the dragon or something, don't they? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they're like, yeah, there's a thing. but they don't give you any sort of context but or yeah, anything. Nothing, it's no it's just like, it feels... And of course, like as it, you're watching this, you're like, well, he fucked off to the eye with Moraine, so yeah. how are you going to give it to him? You know? Yeah. Well, and they don't <laughs> and know the who it is. That, he leaves. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, what are you going to do with this? Like, you're digging up a horn to do what with it? Like, you don't know that yeah. it's Rand. And then why is it hidden? Why is it important enough to hide it? And why are we digging it out now? Yeah. And who do you think you're going to give it to? Mm-hmm. right like yeah the, they don't even know who the dragon is yeah yeah like the last dude we talked about was low gain so like yeah. you don't know that there's any even like smatterings yet of a dragon so who what are you gonna do with it when you dig it up yeah you give it it's to not Perry? like moraine has advertised to everyone that that's why they're there exactly yeah she's so. just like i yeah i'm i'm on a different mission yeah you should wall up the get you should wall up the uh the um the gateway and uh mm-hmm. i'm i'm gonna fuck off and do my own shit yeah so yeah. just passing through but maybe you yep. want to patch that up before it becomes a problem all right bye yep check you later yeah um, <laughs> yeah it is a confusing scene um i'm hoping there's something in season two that really brings that to light i'm hoping i'm right i did i said this live during the official after watch party um that i was very lucky to be in um so i'm hoping i'm right I'm hoping I can get by like, yes, I said it. I called it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I think a dream would be an interesting dynamic for that scene. Well, Otherwise, they... the bat makes no sense. Yeah, the, the runoff, just the bat, so you can run back. Yeah. Yeah. What well, was the I, point? I think it would make sense for it to be a dream. Because they did just introduce the concept of, like, what's real and what's not. Right before that in the show. With yeah. Moraine getting stabbed. Like, that whole bit... So they mm-hmm. already are playing on that concept of like, is this real or is this not? Yeah. So that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Hmm. Okay. Um, the end scene. We got some boats. We got a little girl on the beach. Mm-hmm. Clearly that requires, you know, a tidal wave level of attack. Yes. Katie, what do you think of these people? Any idea who they are, what they are, good guys, bad guys? I know they're bad guys. You know they're bad guys. Yep. Thanks, Dad. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, also, the tidal like, wave on the toddler wasn't a giveaway. Dad, the, yeah, Dad ruined it. The way that the, the female channelers look, that whole aesthetic clearly reads slave. Yeah, with yeah, the golden pacifiers. Read, yeah, it doesn't read great, right? Like it yeah, doesn't. It does not. I'm not like those women are happy with their lives. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. say necessarily bad guy, but they're not going to be good guys, right? Like they're yeah, not okay. going to be on team. Like we want them to win. It's going to be very net neutral, if not yeah. bad. They're morally gray at best. Karen yes, is what we're saying. It's going to be yeah. not right, gotcha. having high hopes for these people being nice. <laughs> cool <laughs> i having knowing who they are and um their story and stuff and obviously you'll know who they are and so on and so forth i liked the initial depiction of them i like the boats the armor the style mm-hmm. of those women that were channeling um the women behind them it felt very original felt very different to everything we'd seen in the show previous uh, mm-hmm. so far and um as you say like instant like oh these people are not good people. They might not be evil villains, but they're definitely not good people. Yeah. Um, and it all really worked for me. I was like, there's a lot of interest in who these are, where they've come from, what are they going to do? Um, like a really, really, really cool point to end the season on. 
Yeah, they looked powerful in a way that other channelers we've seen haven't looked powerful. Yeah. If nothing else, even if they are bad guys, they looked cool. Cool in the way of like, because for such a long time in the show, they didn't use their powers for really much. Like Moraine did a bit and it wasn't until like Loghain where they really started you're like, oh, they can really do stuff. Like, yeah, this, like Alana's like... kicking ass by herself in the two waters, and mm-hmm. then we've got, you know, braid bubbles, and we've got, you know, gentling people and shit. Yeah, yeah that was before, the first time you when say, you right, were like, that, there wasn't much, was there? Yeah, you. That was the first time that you're like, wow, they can really do stuff. And so then with these people, immediately you get the vibe of like they're very capable. Like immediately mm. you're like, oh, they know how to do stuff. Yeah, they're, those they're using their powers in a more freeing way yeah. than the eyes that I. Yeah, I did. I did see a fun bit of like <laughs> where they talked about that scene. Someone did this fun sketch. It's like, sir, we have secured landing or something like that. You know, we have, we have taken out the the coast. Oh, good. You you've taken out a like a, an army of you know the opposing army. Well, no, no. Um, you know, uh, we, we did use the tidal wave move, but there was no army. Oh, okay. So you've taken out like a port or a village or something for, that's important. No, 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 no. Um, okay. You should uh, do the rest near Boris Johnson place. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I can because I can't remember. I can't remember how the. I'll do Boris Johnson another time, but um, I can't remember how the rest of this goes properly, and I need to have that to in order to focus on doing the Boris Johnson bit. So, um, I, I, I will do it at some point. Um, but yeah, and it's like okay, so you secured us a beachhead. Uh, no, there were cliffs. Okay, well, you 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 took out something. No, there was just a toddler on the beach. Um, so okay, so you did a massive tidal wave using like every boat we have. You didn't take out a town, a village, an army. You didn't secure us a beachhead or a landing zone. Um, all you did was throw a tidal wave at a toddler on a beach. Yeah, good job. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <Seems> <laughs> it's like, like the way it's done is much funnier than that. But yeah, <laughs> seems like a good use of your power. Mm-hmm. yeah why not you know <laughs> thank god it's not a finite amount of power right you know <laughs> if you got it why not use it to yeah yeah squash bugs squash bugs. fold laundry kill children yes fold laundry i like that one so kill children kill children <laughs> wow is that the note we so how would we rate episode eight <laughs> if you have to give it a rate out of 10 what would you give it katie um by itself or like compared to the other episodes? by itself we'll do like the whole we'll do season one in a second but like episode eight by itself what would you give that i would say like like a seven maybe okay because i feel like i liked the middling episodes slightly better than the end right kayla what would you give it out of ten like it's six and a half like a six and a half okay yeah. this is cool i was expecting like fives so yeah i okay. liked it pretty well i liked it pretty well i just feel like i liked some of the earlier episodes better yeah yeah there were just things that happened that i didn't like yeah i i give it like a solid seven myself yeah. i'm like yeah you know they'd it's... get a whole other point if there would have been boiling fats of oil <laughs> or if yeah, the villain would have been you know villainous pad and fane if you would have had that be yes villain, that would have been like okay okay yeah. that you flip-flop those two i'm going to the dark side yeah like he'd be Even if they prancing through Rand's like dreamscape, like killing Egwene and burning down the barn and whatever. There, he would have elicited way more of a response. No, Rand would have turned up and he would have just been gutting his favorite sheep. Yeah, uh-huh. you know. And then he's just like, do I, do I smell smoke? And like, yeah, the barn's on fire, dude. 
like you know oh and Egwene's tied up in it as well you know yeah. like, <laughs> he wouldn't yeah, even have absolutely. to he could just have Trollocs doing it he could be like you know he could pop up in there and there'd be like a Trollocs chair your favorite sheep and your house mm-hmm. on fire yeah. and your dad's there and like one of them's about to gut your dad and he's mm-hmm. just like you know you could help them if you used your power you could save all these people that mm-hmm. is what it's for yeah. and he could have been like i gotta save my dad and that she gotta save daddy yep yep that's true all right and how would we rate the whole of the first season overall kayla going with a seven and a half seven and a half okay yeah. there were some episodes that i really liked mm-hmm. i really liked daniel henny right <laughs> um and I am not a diehard book purist. Like, I've read it once. Yep. I probably will only ever read it once. I enjoyed it immensely. Um, I enjoy the TV show. It is different. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. Um, so, yeah. I think, is it the best fantasy series I've ever watched? No. But it is pretty darn good. Compared to initial seasons of other fantasy seasons, how does, like... You that made me think now. So, if you rated like mm-hmm. season one of Wheel of Time against other season ones you've seen, is that it's pretty good? It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. They do a pre- especially since I have previous knowledge from reading the book series. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. Cool. They do a good job developing enough and explaining enough that for somebody that doesn't hasn't read the books, you have a pretty good idea of what's yeah, going on. Yeah, we've said before the exposition felt really easy. Yeah, flowing yeah. when it comes into the episode yeah. so how would you rate the whole of season one katie i would rate it pretty high because it does do a good job of like it's a big world and there's a lot of characters and there's a lot of lore and there's like a lot of things they need to try and explain to you and i think they do a pretty good job trying to do that while still also not being like extremely dull because mm-hmm. like comparing it to other first seasons if we're comparing it to like Game of Thrones, I fully hated the first season of Game of Thrones. Hated it. I had to watch right. the first season. I had to. I started it and stopped it like eight times. So like I've wow. seen the first season of Game of Thrones so many times because I had a friend who really wanted me to watch it and I kept starting. And I was like, this show sucks, dude. I'm not yeah. going to watch it. And then I had to start again and be like, no, this show sucks. So like I never had that with with this show. I always was like, this is a pretty good show. Like I cared to continue to watch it and then i ended up watching them all and i never was lost or confused or like to the point where i just didn't care what was happening or i was like i don't care what's happening with these people that's irrelevant (laughs) to me so i i would probably give it like a seven and a half or eight like i liked it pretty well cool yeah i'm i'm leaning on an eight out of ten myself um i definitely i don't want to go too high on the first season obviously because it's like oh it's new it's we've waited for this for a while like you know, because I'm sure there'll be seasons further on, especially when things get really developed and, you know, people really get in the grooves of their parts and such. You know, and obviously there's more money spent on it because it's doing well. So things will be better. They didn't spend a lot of money to begin with. No, no, but they, they will spend more money on things. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, a better wig for. Yeah, Rand. better wig for Rand. You no. know, like we'll get a. Well, Stu will get an upgrade. You know, there'll be more. You know, the, the more money you can spend on CGI, you know, generally that does make it better um you know locations you know covid will be easier to manage things like that so um you know i don't want to you know i'm always concerned about going too high be like oh i give that nine out of ten where you've got like one mark to go for the rest of the you know, yeah. rest of the tv show um but yeah i think a solid eight is a is a is a is a good score that's what i'm giving it so yeah. cool any anything else you want to add from the last couple episodes or no 
I think we covered it a lot. Yeah. We, we've been going <laughs> a few hours. hours worth. Yeah. So we're going to go nice an hour and a half. Editing this. Yeah. I, I'm mostly just going to be like, how's the sound levels? Are they good? Yep. Sweet. Put in the music and go. Because <laughs> right. I'm like, this is gold. You could break it up into two episodes, even. I could. Oof. Like episode seven and episode eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could do that. Uh, only only future Rob knows that and people listening to this after it's come out know whether I did that or not so <laughs> if I did do that cool if I didn't cool <laughs> I will say the big detriment of trying to split it into two is you were gonna have to listen to it again to figure oh, out when no, you what a shame listening to us eight. be hilarious <laughs> I mean you it was very wholesome of you to say that this was gold and not really of the I don't want to listen to it three hours like over again <laughs> like, Please I, don't, I don't want to listen to this three hours again and have to edit it so i'm just gonna no. count it reasons as good. i don't have a podcast because i don't want to listen to myself again you do notice a lot of things when you listen to yourself uh, but yeah well thank you for the three hours yes you know we we intended to do this like a month ago and then there was illness and and then you were on you know vacation and i didn't want to disturb that and then working and schedules and all sorts so we finally got it done so the show was out like what four or five weeks ago now? A month ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was Christmas. It was yeah, Christmas Eve. So yeah. five weeks. Yeah, it's not too bad. That's okay. I'm good with that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do better next time. Yes. Next time we'll we'll be we'll be more prepared. So thank you for joining Katie. Well, thank you for inviting uh, me. Yeah. No, it's it's been yeah. a pleasure. I've I've enjoyed the the discussions and the names and stews and all sorts of things. You know, it's it's good fun. <laughs> so <laughs> folks let us know what you thought you can email me malkiertalks at gmail.com you can hit me up on twitter that's malkiertalks there as well you'll find the jokes there and all my other stupid shit i put on twitter um if you want to come and listen to me ramble on the stabby stabs on the IEL show that was mentioned earlier <laughs> that's thursday nights on youtube at 9 p.m eastern um, or you can just go to YouTube and check out the cooking and the narrations, the other things. I still need to make that stew that he made with Bukama. Yeah. I was going to make that. I've, I've, I uh, I went chatting with some people, and uh, we think it is uh, like a Korean hot pot type thing. Okay. So we're going to make that at some point, folks. Uh, and if yeah. you want, you could make this episode a drinking game, and every time one of us says stew, you have to take a shot. <gasps> oh, yes, folks. Yeah, please do that. Yeah, if you're listening. Yeah, officially, now that you've finished listening. <laughs> Listen to it again. <laughs> I need to put, editing Rob needs to put that in at the beginning. By the way, <laughs> if you really want to do this properly, all right, you need to do have a drink with you and take a shot every time the word stew is mentioned. Yeah, you're so, like, spoilers. Stew, 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 stew. Spoilers um, on how this is going to go. You're going to get real drunk real fast yeah yes. <laughs> disclaimer we're not responsible for bad decisions and <laughs> yeah unintended pregnancies that happen as a result of this drinking game <laughs> that's great i love it <laughs> <laughs> if you want to support future drinking episode podcasts <laughs> come and join the patreon family patreon.com slash talks and um you know just let me know what you think of, of the episode because I've had a lot of fun doing this. Mm-hmm. And I think Katie and Kayla have had fun doing this, hopefully. Yeah. 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 And I'm seeing nods and stuff, which is good. So, yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much, everybody. And until next time, may you always find water and shade. Yeah.